Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. That's the name of this program, Today's Issues, and we appreciate you listening. And joining me in studio today is uh, Fred Jackson. Yes, good morning, Tim. We're enjoying another beautiful spring day here at our home headquarters. Man, it's lovely out there. Absolutely stunningly gorgeous, Mm. uh, as it is in, I guess, most of the country uh southeast yeah southeast uh we're enjoying i think i i was wa- watching a weather forecast this morning <laughs> the exception appears to be up there uh, in the northeast they're yeah. actually expecting some snow in some of the areas up there in the next few days you're kidding me no i want to look at that jan janice dean is the weather person on fox <laughs> and she was saying please don't send your complaints to me i don't control the weather i just report on it Right. Well, let me just tell you this. Uh, <laughs> if you want to live there. <laughs> people choose to live where they want to live for the most part. So if you enjoy eight months of winter, yeah. that's that's between you and the Lord. As, as our T-shirts down here say, I'm Southern by the grace of God. <laughs> uh, now, now, I will say this. People in the South understand uh, there's a price to be paid. <laughs> and it's a coming. And it, <laughs> In July and August, I remember going to Minnesota. Chris Woodward, by the way, good morning, Chris. Oh, yes. And Brent Creeley is our producer. Uh, I remember going to Minnesota, uh, I guess it was a few years ago, and it was the end of September, uh-huh. and it was just Perfect. beautiful. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. But yeah. then they then they told me, you know, <laughs> we, got, <laughs> we got another month of this, and then, yes, you know. So anyway, we hope you're experiencing good weather, whatever that is just that feels to you like. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have different opinions on the weather, but we hope you're experiencing good weather wherever you may uh, be. Ed Vitagliano is not with us this morning. Brother Ed was on the Fox News channel earlier Mm -hmm. with an interview Mm -hmm. with Bill Hammer. Mm -hmm. And maybe we can post that on our Facebook page a little bit later. But uh, the topic that Fox News invited Ed to come on and talk about with the, uh, uh, we talked about the Apple uh, emoji. Yes. If you don't know what an emoji is, I don't have time to explain it to you, quite frankly. And uh, it's 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 the it's little on, smiley face on your phone. Yeah, it's those little. What? Well, it's and, on, and other things. Yeah, other things that people send you on their cell phone. Uh, that thumbs up. Thumbs up. That's yeah. an emoji. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I don't know when that word was invented exactly, but uh, there's an emoji that Apple released a few days ago that has a pregnant man. Yeah. And they're serious. This isn't a joke for them. I know. They got, I know. And so Ed was on Fox News to talk about that. I told Ed, I said, well, I'll do respect, brother. Uh, all you need to do is show the pregnant man mm-hmm. emoji, and there's no commentary necessary. That's right. Huh? Yep. It's, that's so insane and ridiculous. But that's the LGBTQ mm-hmm. agenda is to promote that idea that yes. uh, there's no difference between the sexes. And so, anyway, I did a great job, and mm-hmm. uh, we appreciate uh, the invitation by the Fox News Channel to be on and represent our mm-hmm. side. And, and that is that is why Fox is so popular and the ratings are so yeah. high. You hear from all sides of an issue. Yep. 
uh, and uh, they're winning with that. Okay, so we posted that. Mm-hmm. So uh, we posted Ed's interview on our Facebook page, our Today's Issues Facebook page. We posted the interview that Ed did on Fox News this morning. I had to, I was part of the prep team to get Ed ready uh, for his uh, attire, for okay. his attire. Uh-huh. So I walked in about 7.45 this morning to the office, and by Ed's office, and he said, hey, can a brother help me out? I said, what? And he said, I can't get my collar down on the back of my shirt. I don't want to go on national television looking like I can't even get my shirt on, right? So anyway, uh, I helped him out, and he was wearing uh, a nice button-down shirt and uh-huh. a nice tie. You uh, you only see Ed in ties if somebody dies or graduation or a wedding. Those <laughs> yes. three things. Otherwise, Ted's like, uh, Ed's like me. He's not going to really wear a tie mm-hmm. by choice. Uh-huh. Uh, so, um, and, but he had blue jeans on. So Yeah, yeah. TV people are known for, yeah. you know, from the waist down, below where the camera yeah. shoots you. Ed was wearing a, a tie and a shirt and blue jeans. So. That's right. Yeah. I knew I worked with a guy uh, one time at a, a TV station, and uh, he often wore shorts, the sports guy. Sure. And he would wear yep. shirt and tie and On coat. TV? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But then he would stand up from the desk at right. the end of the show, <laughs> right. and he'd have, you know, yeah. khaki shorts yeah. on. Yeah. All right. So if you want to join us on what Ed would call that there internet, go to Facebook or YouTube and type in Today's Issues, and you can watch the live video stream of this program there. Uh, coming in the next month or so or whenever our, our team, our IT uh, department gets it finished is our own live streaming service. Mm-hmm. So we will be able to be like YouTube or Facebook Live, and we'll be able to do our own live streaming. And <clears throat> we will uh, let you know when that's ready. Chris, what's happening? Well, you know, uh, far left Democrats, most Democrats, frankly, are often accused of wanting us to believe that government is our father, it's our parent. And this story here only adds more fuel to that argument from critics of Democrats. Uh, Yesterday, during a Teacher of the Year event at the White House, President Joe Biden claimed school children do not belong to parents when they're in the classroom. And I'm not making this up. It's not Chris Woodward saying it. I've got the audio. We're going to air clip one here. You've heard me say it many times about our children. But it's true. They're all our children. And the, the reason you're the Teachers of the Year is because you recognize that. They're not somebody else's children. They're like yours when they're in the classroom. Uh, that's a bad choice of words, to say the least. Yes. Huh? Yeah. You know, two things. That, I believe, reflects Democrat Party thinking when it comes to children. We saw it in spades in Virginia. It's why Democrats lost in Virginia. Right. Uh, Who's he sh- talking to right there? He, he's talking to a group of teachers mm-hmm. who are being honored for his Teachers of the Year. Okay. Okay? So he's talking to teachers. But here's the thing. This is, this is the Biden administration. You will remember the Attorney General of the United States under President Joe Biden basically wrote a threatening letter to parents in Virginia Stop coming to school board meetings and complaining about things. Mm-hmm. Or we're going to sick the Justice Department on mm-hmm. you. But here's the, here's the second thing in this. So it's this dangerous thinking. But number two, strictly from a political point of view, 
If you're a Democrat and you saw what happened in Virginia last year, the total switching from Democrat to Republican driven by parents concerned about what was being forced down the throats of their little boys and girls in schools in that state, and they lost big time to the Republicans. So Biden is just doubling down on Democrat Party philosophy here. They actually do believe that parents do not have the right to have a say in what goes on in the classroom. Mm-hmm. I, you know, just, uh, <clears throat> he's also still slurring words, isn't he? Right. Pretty bad. Huh? Whispering. Yeah. So, but it sounded like to me he was talking to like teachers who won National Teacher yeah. of the Year or something like that. Yeah. It was uh, various people that were up for the awards. Yeah. All right. Next story. Well, uh, to further, uh, let's stick with Biden here for a minute because uh, in addition to making boondoggle statements like that, he's also accused of trying to buy votes for Democrats in this midterm election and uh, 2024 once we get there. Shocked, I tell you. Yes, I know. Uh, Basically, the gist of the story is this. It it appears that the Biden administration uh, is going to, at some point this year, forgive or cancel student loans for millions of people. Maybe all the people out there that still are paying. Like like, uh, executive order of some kind? Yes, that's what they are claiming. Senator Chuck Schumer, I think, has been kind of pushing him to do this because Schumer's been quoted every week or so by some newspaper is saying Biden has the ability to do this. He should do this, things like that. The Senate's not going to stand in the way with Chuck Schumer uh, being the majority leader there. So at some point this year, maybe around August, uh, it appears that the Biden administration is going to forgive or cancel student loans. And I've got some audio here of Stuart Varney on Fox News Channel saying Biden is vote buying. Clip four. This is the buying of votes with taxpayer money. The president knows that at the moment he is underwater with young voters. So what does he do? He floats a trial balloon. He's open to forgiving the student debt on 43 million Americans, and he'll make a decision by August 31st, 10 weeks before the election. That's vote buying. Now, it's a bad idea anyway. I mean, it does nothing for those people who've already worked hard and paid off their student debt, and it does absolutely nothing to reduce the wild tuition inflation that the colleges have put us through. It does nothing to solve that problem whatsoever. It's just government money chucked out there, 1.6 trillion, maybe up to that amount, vote buying. That's my case. I mean, there's a host of issues with this idea. Number one, the president of the United States, uh, even through the education department, should not have the authority by himself to erase money owed to the federal government. Right? Mm-hmm. This is money owed back to the federal government, these student loan programs. Right. Yes. That's number one. I, I, I don't know all the uh, anybody said anything about that, but that should not if that if that's the way that works, that's wrong. Because it's like Stuart Varney just said right there. Uh, he what he's doing is he's not he's he's tra- if Biden's going to do this he's trying to say the people who are responsible for incurring the debt that debt should be passed on to every taxpayer. Mm-hmm. That's what he's saying, which is immoral, quite frankly. So uh, if he does that, uh, all he's doing is trying to buy votes from younger people, I guess, who uh, would be uh, the most people who would be in debt for their student loans. Second thing is here, uh, you don't have to get in debt with student loans. That's your choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's your choice. Now, people may say, well, I can't afford to go to college. 
Well, then get a job and go to college or borrow some money from your parents. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to get a loan, that's fine. A student loan, there's nothing wrong with that, but pay it back. You're not, uh, you, you should, uh, and I, you know, you shouldn't have to, to, to say to somebody, you go out there and get a hundred thousand dollars worth of debt to go to college and then say, well, I shouldn't have to pay for that. Well, you're the one who signed up for it. You're the one who signed your name on the dotted line. Right. I know college and, and is ex- very expensive. I put three, Alice and my wife and I, we put three of our kids through, uh, they're adults now in their late twenties, early thirties, but we put them 10, 15 years ago, we put them through college. I know it's very expensive, but you know what? We paid as we went and we made plans. We made sacrifices. We didn't go on vacation. Why? Because we got to pay for college in the fall. Mm-hmm. So this is, um, this is temp- typically, this is typical socialistic, uh, it's Democrat, Democrats, they're, they're classic at buying votes. Uh, because they, you know, they tell people, Hey, you vote for us. We'll give you free stuff. This is free stuff. This is what they're saying. Uh, and they use the, and so they use the simple, they'll, they'll come back and say, yes, but this college debt is, is burdening people, keeping them from getting ahead, you know, getting ahead in life. And well, that's life. Yes. Again, if you don't want to, and set third thing, my third point in this sermon is that uh, this is unfair. Democrats are all about fairness, right? You know mm-hmm. what they always talk about? And, mm-hmm. and, and justice? Well, this is injustice mm-hmm. to people who did pay off their loans. Yes. Who, who worked hard and did pay off their loans. I want to know, if they're going to do this, how far back are we going? In this, and can we get reparations? <laughs> yeah. uh, because I want to know, can I get money back that I, my wife and I paid for our three to go to college can I get money back because it, uh, that was a burden for us? So how far yeah. back are we going to go mm-hmm. with this whole idea? Well, can I add to your three points, sir? You go. Point number four. Uh, you've got sixty-five percent of the American people who do not go to university. Sixty-five percent. So okay. Yeah, so they're going to be forced to pay. Yes. For those yes. who decided yes to go. Yes, that's not American. No, that's no. not the way we work. Point number five. Yeah. You will note, and Stuart Varney made mention of this. There is no pressure from the Biden administration for universities to lower their tuition levels. Those tuition levels keep climbing and climbing. That's a scam, by the way. Yes, Uh, and climbing those tuition levels. So imagine this. Ford Motor Company keeps raising the price of their vehicles, keeps raising. And along comes the government and says, well, we really don't care. Ford, you keep raising the price and we'll pay the debt. We'll pay the owner's same thing. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's it's insanity. Yeah. I I just wonder if this is really going to go through and pass. Uh, Let me just comment on what I mean by scam. And I don't have statistics or studies. I just know what I've seen. And I know human nature. The colleges and universities know full well that the students are going to have access to as much money as they Mm -hmm. need or as much money as they want to qualify for school. Right. Okay. Or to pay off their tuition, pay their tuition. So if colleges and universities, and y'all feel free to uh, cancel this logic if it's not, it doesn't make any sense to you. But if colleges and universities know that, that, that uh, the students, their customer, if you will, mm-hmm. can't, has access to as much money as they want to charge, 
then the colleges and universities are going to continue to go up with their price mm-hmm. because they know it isn't the student paying for that. It's the student's ability to go get a loan right. to pay for that. Yeah. So it, it's almost predatory mm-hmm. in, in a sense. Now, it's voluntary. The students don't have to pay what the colleges they can choose somewhere else. You can have mm-hmm. some. But this thwarts supply and demand uh, uh, economics, too, yeah. right here. So I, I just think this, these colleges and universities will keep on, they're, they're keep on going up 2 3 4 5% a year on tuition and on books and everything else because they know that the students coming into their school uh, have as much money as they need uh, via the student loans. Yeah. So does that make sense? Yeah, you just said another sore point for me that the cost of textbooks. I, I you no. Know, oh, it's outrageous. Two daughters of mine yeah. gone through university, two hundred and fifty to three hundred dollars yeah. for a math book. Yeah, I'm sorry, math doesn't change from year to year. I know. Two hundred and fifty to three hundred dollars, and then you sell it. You might get forty dollars for it at I the know. end of the school year. I, yeah. I feel. I know. I oh. think uh, on top of all that too, I think it would be good if. Uh, parents and their children who are going to college or thinking about going to college, it would be good if a family sat down and, and had the conversation, okay, Johnny, what are you thinking about doing with your life in terms of going to college? Because uh, a lot of the people that are in the so-called student loan debt that uh, members of the squad and other people want forgiven, they always talk about how these people are burdened with their debt. You know, how many theater majors out there have a job in theater i'm not picking on theater i've known some fantastic people in theater i've worked with a lot of people in theater uh russian literature okay you also don't need a double major in aramaic and greek greco-roman basket weaving you're not going to get a good paying job with something like that Mm -hmm. and there are a number of universities that continue to offer things like that or they create degree programs for that knowing that uncle sam's going to be there with a checkbook For that person, yeah. and that's one of the reasons why tuition also goes up because they have to cover the cost of those silly programs that people don't need a degree in. Yeah. Next story, Chris. All right, let's uh, let's mention this uh, because we did mention it, and uh, some people may not have heard it yet. As you mentioned at the top of the program, our own very own Ed Vitagliano was on Fox News Channel today to share AFA's concerns with Apple's pregnant man emoji, and as Tim mentioned. Uh, an emoji is the little animated cartoon thing that you can include in a tweet or a Facebook post, maybe in a text message, things like that. And Apple, because they want to be so-called inclusive, uh, they have created a pregnant man emoji. Obviously, there is no such thing. And Ed was on Fox News Channel earlier today talking to Bill Hemmer about that very thing. Well, I, this is the way I, we've been looking at it. Now, corporations certainly have the right to do what they want. I think they're making a pretty big miscalculation. If I walked up to the front door of Apple and told them I wanted to come in because I had a great idea to make a better iPhone, I think they'd tell me to get lost. You don't work here. I think an increasing number of parents are saying the same thing to Apple. Apple, you don't work here in our family. We know our kids. We know what's best for them. We don't appreciate you insinuating yourself between us and our kids uh, via your new uh, emojis. These are very complex issues when you're dealing with gender and human sexuality. And that's why I think parents uh, are, you know, look askance at corporate fat cats, if you want to call it that, 
who insinuate themselves into family discussions about that complexity, especially in light of uh, corporate hypocrisy. When Apple has uh, a lot of its business in China, which has its own human rights abuses, I think it becomes apparent to parents that these companies are after one thing, and that's making the next buck. Well, I'll, yeah, what Ed's talking about, that the, the corporate hypocrisy of the, all these woke companies who preach human rights mm -hmm. and LGBTQ promotion, when they go overseas, they don't care about that. Yes. They don't care that they go to Muslim countries where they throw gays off roofs. They just want to make money. Mm -hmm. They have no real conviction on that issue, except in the U.S. and maybe Canada, where they act all self-righteous and act like the people who uh, don't agree with them are somehow bigoted. Uh, or they change their product when they go to those countries. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what he's talking about. They, the they modify their movies. Yeah, it happens uh, all the time. You know. And well, so PayPal. I'll give you an example. PayPal. Everybody knows who PayPal is. Um, you remember when uh, North Carolina had the uh, yes. HB2? And what it uh, – uh, I have to give you just a one-minute history lesson mm -hmm. here. Charlotte, North right. Carolina, the city of Charlotte – passed a bill, I don't know if it's called a bill or a resolution at a city council level, and they said, hey, all our restrooms, uh, men, men can go into win, women's restrooms uh, and uh, public places uh, like showers or whatever. Men, men, uh, men can do that now if they, if they call themselves a woman. Mm -hmm. That's what started the whole thing in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Well, then the state legislature came back and said, that's our purview, and you're not changing the law, and we're protecting women and little girls from men going into their bathrooms with mm -hmm. them in public. Yeah. Now, that became a whole big hullabaloo. That all of a sudden became uh, LG. Th these are the big, having that position was bigoted. Mm -hmm. So then the world came down on the uh, legislature, remember yes. that, mm -hmm. of uh, North Carolina, and mm -hmm. said, you bunch of homophobe, transphobe bigots. You won't let men in girls' bathrooms. That's wrong. And uh, so a lot of the member of the NBA canceled their all-star game there and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, um, uh, PayPal was going to build a big facility in Charlotte. And they said, as long as North Carolina has this bill, this HB2, we're, we're canceling our plans to build a, uh, a headquarters, I don't know headquarters, but a East Coast place mm -hmm. there. Well, as it turns out, PayPal had a, their, one of their big international centers was in, I think it was Indonesia, if I'm, if I'm remembering correctly. It's one of those South Pacific countries that, that, that uh, you know what they did? They cane gays. Yeah. In other mm -hmm. words, gay, gay and lesbian people are beat with sticks. Yeah. If they're, that's their way of operating. Well, PayPal was the, operating out of there. You see that we said I'm talking about here. Yes. So they don't care. Mm -hmm. These companies act all self-righteous and like they're protecting the rights of LGBTQ people. But when they go overseas, they don't care. Yeah. They don't care about them yep. at all. That's more corporate hypocrisy. Mm -hmm. Just like what Ed's talking about there. Just like we saw with the NBA. You know, the National Basketball Association, they're all, remember they went all full-on woke with all their uh, messaging about equality and justice and all this. 
right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they're 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 making big bucks or yens or whatever they over there in China mm-hmm. with their marketing. All the while, the Chinese government is a communist, totalitarian, right. brutal state regime. Yes, but the NBA doesn't care once That's they true. leave the shores of the U.S. Mm-hmm. So it's just more corporate. Hypocrisy, like what Ed was talking about. We shall return momentarily with more of today's issues. Dr. Alex McFarland will be on the way. What does the American Family Association stand for? We believe that our ministry, as well as everything in the heavens and on earth, belongs to God. And our role is that of a trusted manager. These values and more are part of our mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. Thank you for standing with us. We live in a day when America's families are under attack like never before. Buddy Smith, Senior Vice President of the American Family Association. The war against biblical principles rages on numerous fronts. The internet, Hollywood, Washington, D.C., America's corporate boardrooms, and the list goes on. At American Family Association, we're committed to standing against the enemies of God, the enemies of your family, And we recognize it's an impossible task without God's favor and your partnership. Thank you for being faithful to pray for this ministry, to give financially, and to respond to our calls for activism. What you do on the home front is crucial to what we do on the battlefront. We praise God for your faithfulness. And may He give us many victories in the battles ahead as we work together to restore our nation's biblical foundations. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starn. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. In Oklahoma, you can be born male or female, and that's it. That's the law of the land after Governor Kevin Stitt signed a bill banning non-binary birth certificates. State Representative Sheila Dill sponsored the bill. She says people are free to believe whatever they want about their identity, but science has determined people are either biologically male or female at birth. Last year, the Oklahoma Department of Health stopped issuing or changing birth certificates with non-binary as a gender option. Meanwhile, the Biden administration is allowing people to choose X as a third gender on their passports. It's a sex and gender free-for-all. Now, I know there are people on the right who are celebrating Oklahoma's new law, but I'm not in a celebratory mood. The idea we have to codify something as simple as the sex of a baby should terrify all of us. It's a slippery slope to the Roman Empire, America. I'm Todd Starnes. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves. Colossians 1.13. American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. 
Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back to the radio program, Today's Issues on American Family Radio. If you want to send us an email, the address is comments at AFR.net. Comments at AFR.net. I'm Tim with Fred and Chris. And uh, Chris, go ahead, man. Uh, I, I, we got a guest, right? We do. A guest is with us. Okay, our, our guest, who is a, he's our guest, but he's also a team member here at American Family Radio, Dr. Alex McFarland. Good morning, Alex. Good morning, everybody. Hey, so you told me earlier, we were speaking on the phone, you're, you're traveling today or you're you're there? Uh, on my way to Johnson City, Tennessee, to speak tonight at East Tennessee State University, and it is open to the public. It's uh, an event put on by Turning Point USA, and I'm going to be talking about uh, Char- my Char- book. Charlie Kirk? Isn't it Charlie Kirk? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, he's he's not going to be there, but it's he and his organization that are sending me there to speak. Turning uh Turning Point USA. Now what's their uh they're 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 really about what uh teaching conservative principles to uh college students, is that what they do? They are. They are they're based out of Phoenix, Arizona, and they've got uh, as I understand it chapters all over America of conservative right. college students, constitutionalists. And, and many of these students are Christians. And uh, so I'm going to try to be a little uh, moral support. And we're going to talk about the, the founding of the country and the, the Constitution tonight. So you're speaking or debating? Uh, I'm speaking, but there will be Q&A. And therein will certainly lie debate, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I know you, your friend and colleague, Dr. Frank Turek, uh, you know, he goes to college campuses and I guess does uh, I don't have enough faith to be an atheist uh, in front oh, of yeah. in front Frank of is wonderful yeah in front of uh, students and then takes all comers with questions. I know you've done that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, yourself. Yeah, and and so th- this is open to the public, folks. If you want to come out, uh, East Tennessee State University, and it's in the student center. And I, I'm told that there there's free parking parking lots 33 and 34. Now, I don't know where that is. Well, I'll find out in a couple of hours, but actually I don't th- I don't think it's free parking. I think Biden's going to forgive that parking cost <laughs> uh, exactly. for the students on campus there at East Tennessee University. I had to get the zinger in. It just yeah. came to there, me. There'll be parking cost amnesty, I am sure. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is a human a human right. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't it seem like the uh, uh-oh. The government didn't like his joke. He's driving through. He's probably driving through the mountains of East Tennessee mm-hmm. and lost cell the, coverage. The, the things that are human rights are growing, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so you're not doing exploring the word this afternoon. No, I will. I've got the Comrex with me, and I'll be on with Bert. We'll be in Galatians chapter three today. What's that about? Well, it's about God's grace, salvation by grace, not works. You don't have you, you don't have to work to get to heaven. Well, no, you put your faith in the work that Jesus did. Isn't that wonderful? Mm-hmm. So, yes, uh, of course, I asked the question. <laughs> I asked the question knowing the answer, but I but I yes. know we have a lot of lo- new listeners. We have people who are not Christians who are thinking about what the Bible says, and so you're yeah. saying Galat. What, what does it say? So it says that you you you, you don't have to. 
Well, aren't we supposed to do good deeds and good works, though? Well, you know, it's it's interesting. Galatians 2.16 says that we're not justified, we're not made right with God by the works of the law. But now Ephesians 2 says that we are saved unto good works. Now, we're saved by the work that Jesus did on the cross. But once we are a believer, yes, we're supposed to do good works. That's not what gets us right with God. But if we've come to the Lord and met Jesus, we should do good works. But, you know, I got to say this, Tim, and everybody. Galatians 3.1 begins, Paul, Paul says, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you or deceived you or ensnared you that you would turn away from the truth? And, you know, it, it's obviously sad enough when Christians deviate from what the Word of God says. But Paul goes on and he talks about, you know, how once we've entered into uh, faith, why would we revert back to, you know, law? And I think about our beloved nation. I would love to say, oh, foolish Americans, who has bewitched you that you would turn from the truth of a Judeo-Christian free society and revert to Marxism and relativism and hedonism? And, you know, there, there's a parallel between a backslidden church and, and a, a fallen nation, really, and just as Paul in Galatians was passionately calling those people to the pure truth of the gospel, you know, also as a citizen, I think we need to be calling people to the pure truth of our God-given liberties, not government-mandated control. Yeah. Hey, Alex, look forward to that this afternoon with you and Bert, and we will pray for your visit there to East Tennessee State University on the campus tonight. Uh, what time does that yeah. event start? Uh, 6.30. Okay, take care, my friend. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye. Bye. You know, university campuses are a different world today yeah. You yeah. Know, in so many ways. There's a story. Uh, they went on the campus of Georgetown University mm -hmm. to ask them what their priorities were, voting priorities. Just a man-on-the-street interview man of students? Man-on-the-street interviews. Uh, I'm not sure if we have this Excuse audio. me. My we bad. Have this audio. Person on the street interviews. <laughs> I just, I'm not there yet. Not I, everybody identifies yeah. as a person, though. Okay, yeah. well, I mean, that's true. You got. Do we have a little montage? Because I want to come do. back and talk. We have a little montage of how some of these kids responded. Uh, that was. Well, what's the question to them? The question is, we're heading into an election this fall. Okay, what's what your, are the priorities on your mind? From Georgetown University students, and that's in the Washington D.C. area. It is. Okay, yes. go ahead. Cut three. I guess just COVID and mask mandates, like finding something that's very concrete. I would say COVID vaccination. COVID. Climate change. Um, yeah. I, I know we were, we were, they were doing Earth Day kind of stuff and like last week and it's just all kind of gone now. So it was like, felt a little performative by the school at least. Climate change. <laughs> um, I think probably like abortion because my home state Oklahoma just recently completely banned abortion, which is a uh, sucks for a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people are going to die because of it, unfortunately. Um, probably Ukraine and Russia. Stricter gun laws. Freedom of speech. I'll go with inflation and like economy. In the immortal words of Whitney Houston, I believe that children are our future. We should teach them well and let them lead the way. Well, some of those answers you would have to say, what do you mean by that? Yeah. I mean, they were sort of one word or one sentence answers. But, Fred, you uh, you put your hand on your forehead. 
the young man from Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. He's very upset. Yeah. That they just passed these laws <clears throat> curtailing abortions. Right. And what he said was, that's going to cause people to die. Right. Cutting back on abortions is going to cause that's what he said. to die. Yeah. How? Where do they get this stuff? How is that going to happen? I, I, I don't know. TikTok probably here's, told him. Here's another one. Uh, this is another kid. You didn't hear it in the audio. They're talking about climate change. Mm. Certain populations are disproportionately impacted by the climate crisis, specifically black and Latino populations, one student says. What? <laughs> Listen, they're just spewing out woke stupidity. Mm -hmm. Huh? Okay, climate change, they say, is a... The cl climate change is only affecting uh, brown and black people? It's disproportionate. How's that? If it's a 90-degree de day somewhere, and you have people who are white and black and brown, how is it that the black and brown people... Uh, I think she was just trying to get all the woke stuff in, and, and one thought she could. But I've uh, heard this before. I, I've heard oh, these lines before. That somehow alleged climate change is what we I, need to well, say. I agree. Alleged climate change is there's racism in how we handle the climate. Yeah. These these are kids. These yeah. are kids who mm. yeah. normally are you would consider very smart. Well, you got to be. You got to have good grades to go to Georgetown. I'll say that. But being being uh, being good, making good grades and being intelligent's not necessarily one and the same. Uh, but you know what? This goes to reinforce what we've said many times here. In today's world, when you get ready to send your uh, child off to, mm. they graduate from high school, you get ready to send them off to college or university, if that's the path they choose, you better pay attention. Yeah. And I don't care if the school has the name Christian on it or not. Yeah. That doesn't matter. It can anymore. also be in a red state. Or, or Baptist it on it or whatever. Mm -hmm. Because uh, those are just those schools and universities are oftentimes just as infected with this woke, socialist, communistic, atheistic, anti-God stuff as uh, any state university. Sure. Uh, and uh, I know I'm making broad generalizations here, but uh, because not not all there are good people who teach and good people in administration on every college sure. campus. But I'm just talking about the overall general pressure now to push this kind of garbage that just spewing out of the mouths of many of these college students, this woke stuff. You better pay attention to what you're, what you're, I'm talking about, uh, cause I mentioned this before. I knew somebody conservative Bible believing family, mm -hmm. a kid graduated, uh, with good grades, very good grades, went off to state a state school, and um, like the like a second semester, the kid was coming home saying, "You know what? Uh, uh, we need to really uh, be more uh, equitable, or you know, we need to. I don't know if I agree with uh, uh, you know this this topic. I think they were saying pushing socialism." Mm -hmm. because they had heard it mm -hmm. in their in their classrooms and they were adopting it and thinking about it. What I'm saying is, and that went co totally contrary, how many times we've heard about kids, Christian kids going off to college, yeah. coming back, mm -hmm. uh, and they by the second, third year, they're atheist. 
Yep. They say they're atheists. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I, I've been out of college 20 years now, almost. And, um, you know, you hear about these things where these woke professors are telling kids all these, you know, things. Uh, and it's it's not necessarily a new thing because somewhere around 2004, I was sitting in a uh, in a class at a state university, agricultural and mechanical uh, type university, and I was in a mass media law class. Okay, so mass media law. We're supposed to be talking about the things that we're governed by and cases and libel, slander, all that stuff. I kid you not, my professor, who has since passed away, went on to tell us that uh, she didn't ever think the Supreme Court should uh, strike down abortion because it was going to lead to— What did that have to do with your subject matter? Exactly. Mm. Exactly. That, and that was almost 20 years ago. Yeah. And to this day, yeah. like, I don't really remember a lot from that class, right. but I remember But you remember that. saying, what? Right. Well, yeah, so there you go. That was an example even 20 years ago. Of course, liberalism and now progressivism, in quotes, uh, that's been on college campuses for a long time now, but it's getting worse and worse, I'm saying. Next topic. Okay. All right. Uh, homeland security. When you hear the phrase homeland security, Tim, what do you envision an organization called homeland security? Uh, protecting us from... Attacks on our on our on our homeland. Yes. Now I bring this up because yesterday, and this is all over the news, uh, DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas was testifying in front of a whole bunch of committees. Are you talking about the ball fellow with that has the blank stare on his face all the time? That guy. Okay. Yes, Mr. Alejandro. I just call him Dro. Yeah. But we go back a ways. Anyway, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas told uh -huh. House members yesterday at a subcommittee that the Department of Homeland Security is now going after what he called mis- and disinformation in the 2022 midterms. Clip two. We have a number of different offices engaged in this critical effort. Of course, our cybersecurity and infrastructure security agency um, has an entire effort focused on election security right. uh, as part of its mission set. Our Office of Policy, Office of Planning, Policy, and Strategy um, also uh, is a leading effort uh, uh, our undersecretary uh, for policy, Rob Silvers, is co-chair uh, with our principal deputy general counsel, Jennifer Daskal, in um, leading a just recently constituted uh, misinformation, disinformation governance board. So we're bringing, uh, the goal is to bring the resources of the department together to address this threat. What threat? Well, that that people are being misinformed by various actors. Now, That's what he was talking about right yes. there? I'll, I'll so, like the Ministry of Truth or something? Basically, that's that's how some people have looked at it. Or, 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 was he talking about uh, some about voting, making sure the voting machines work right and that kind of thing? Uh, mean, well, uh, social media uh, posts. What does that have stories? to do with Homeland Security? Exactly. And a lot of that's people are wondering That's the reason you asked me that. the question. Yes. Okay. The, Mayorkas okay. himself mm -hmm. gave a great definition of misinformation yesterday in his testimony before this. What do you say? Cut number 10. We inherited a broken and dismantled system that is already under strain. It is not built to manage the current levels and types of migratory flows. Only Congress can fix this. Yet we have effectively managed an unprecedented number of non-citizens seeking to enter the United States and interdicted more drugs and disrupted more smuggling operations than ever before. That, folks, is misinformation. 
Number one, he said he they inherited, the Biden administration inherited a mess on our southern border. That's a lie. Our southern border was secure under the former president. Then he says, we are effectively managing what is happening on our southern border right now. Really? Why did Texas have to put its National Guard down there? He's a liar. He's just a liar. I'm sorry. I, I hate to say that, call anybody that, but he is. In, if, if, if the definition of lying is intentionally misrepresenting the facts, mm-hmm. that's what that fellow's doing right there. Yeah. What he's doing, and he's, he's, our, our gaslighting is another word mm-hmm. sure. we use uh, here. He, he's, uh, now, there was some Republican congressman in that hearing that just lit into this guy, and he was well-deserved. Do we have any of that? We do. Yes, courtesy of our own, uh, very own Steve Jordahl. He's uh, cut this bite. Uh, I, th- I believe you're referring to Representative Clay Higgins of Louisiana. Of Louisiana, yes. Now, this is a committee hearing, mm-hmm. and uh, the uh Homeland Security, uh, what's his title? Uh, Home- Secretary. Secretary. And that's a fellow we just heard there. Mm-hmm. Mayorkas. Mayorkas. He's uh, uh, he, the one we just heard talking about how good a job they're doing uh, on the border. And, and notice the way he terms everything, uh, non, non-American non citizen. What did he say? Oh, oh he's he's there? always got some kind of generic label. Migrants BC. and... And non non American citizens is that what he said? Yeah, they've got some new language that they're starting yeah, to. Yeah, uh, we used uh, to call them illegal aliens. Oh, it's, <laughs> yeah. no, now it's non traditional immigrants. <laughs> non traditional undocumented is not good enough anymore. Undocumented, is not, yeah, good point, Chris. <laughs> so, uh, listen, who are we about to hear him uh, go? Yeah, this is a uh, Louisiana representative, Clay Higgins. Okay, turn this him. Disaster loose. we have at our border. The disintegration of our national sovereignty cannot be sustained. Anyone that has two brain cells that could perhaps bump into each other would know that it's abject failure down there. So if you would identify our border as effectively managed right now, how would you identify failure? What would it be, five million crossings in a year? You had two and a half million last year. A million gotaways. You had 500,000 last year. Crime rate tripled instead of doubled. By God, man. On the moment. You've been called upon to resign by myself and others. Next year, if we have the majority in this committee, which we shall, you're still in office, you'll face impeachment. I ask you as a man, own this thing. We're losing our country down there. We need you to resign. Save the country the pain of your impeachment. Wow. Any, any questions? <laughs> <laughs> what uh, do you have to say for yourself, man? Yeah, uh, that, that's uh, Representative. Uh, Clay Higgins from Louisiana. Great accent, by the way. Yeah, that's that was a very pronounced cajun accent right there but man i was high-fiving yes i don't know that people will hear good preaching that hard this sunday yeah well this guy needs to be impeached in fact i've said before i'm not a you know i don't throw the word impeachment out for everything because elections have consequences and just because you don't agree with the policies of a of a president of an opposing party Mm -hmm. means he needs to be impeached however with Biden, 
and his representative right here, it's a dereliction of their constitutional duty. Absolutely. Um, who would have ever thought, I was thinking about this the other day, and that's what, that's what the congressman was mm-hmm. chastising him for. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about this the other day. You know, our, our system of government with the federal government being uh, in charge of our borders, which is as it should be, mm-hmm. our, our founders and the people who came up with the constitutional system of, it says uh, that, that the federal government should be in charge of the border, they never considered or uh, never entertained the idea that the very person in charge of protecting America's borders would open the borders wide open. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Would almost commit sabotage. Mm-hmm. And th- they never even dreamed of this. Mm-hmm. So, so you, you know, people almost 99.9% of the time, human beings act out of self-preservation and self-interest. And it's the same way with countries and their, their leaders, a governor, a mayor, a president, they act out of, what's best in the best interest of our country and protecting, in this case, protecting our country from millions of people coming here who we don't know who they are and flooding into our country and not going through the legal immigration process. And instead of stopping that from happening, like President Trump did, Biden says, y'all come yep. and we'll take care of you. Yep. And we'll buy you a plane ticket and, and Cell free, phone. free medical care. Well, what do you think is going to happen when you incentivize mm-hmm. incentivize millions and millions? Of, and this isn't going to stop. This is what the Democrats are, even some of the Democrats, a handful of them, are talking about with this lifting of this, uh, what is it called? Title 42. Mm-hmm. Title 42, that it's going to be a, a literal invasion yes. of millions more people here because the, 40, uh, the Title 42 is going to go away, which had to do with COVID that President Trump instituted, and Biden's saying, no, we're going to need to get rid of that <clears throat> so that we let millions and millions and millions of more people here. So, again, I would be for impeaching Biden on this, and I think that the Republicans would have a would have a case. And you know what? It's, it's, it's going to be – there's going to be um, – it's, it's going to be time to pay. It's pay time mm-hmm. after November. Because if, if the gentleman right there, the representative, is, is correct, and I think he is, Republicans take over in November, mm-hmm. come January, mm-hmm. there's going to be some er- hearings and yes. some investigations that are been a long time coming on Hunter Biden's laptop, on this uh, board, uh, Biden's uh, letting everybody in the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, There's a lot of things that are going to be under investigation uh, by Congress after November. That's why I think Biden could resign. Yeah. Don't you, know, you think so? Do you oh, think that's a possibility? It's a possibility. Here's the thing, too. I've I've watched some of these hearings, and uh, Republicans often want to show video of what's happening, and the Democrat chairman of these committees is refusing to allow videos. Videos to of what? What's happening on the border? What's happening on the border. Republicans win the House, they, they start these committee hearings in the, uh, in the fall or early next year. You're going to see videos because the mainstream media, only Fox, is down there on a daily basis. Because they're trying to protect Biden. Yes. Right. But, but watch this. You'll start to see videos when the Republicans take control of the invasion. You will see it happening. Yeah. And what is my is going to say when he's sitting there? 
tell us, describe that to us. He, he just sounds like a buffoon. I'll be honest with you. I, I don't. I'm sure he's a great guy. If you if you want to go to dinner with him, yeah. Mm-hmm. But but his but in his job, mm-hmm. he sounds like a uh, a fool. Yeah. Because what he's saying mm-hmm. is simply not true. Yep. No, they. You've said it before, Tim. They want this invasion. Yeah. Oh yeah. Democratic Party. Oh, it's, a, it's on wants purpose. It. It's wants on purpose. This. And in fact, I would just I would plead with people who do vote Democrat, and I know there are very few listen to our program. The people inside the Democrat Party who are sane need to speak up because they're well. The the guy who left the White House the other day, the lawyer, mm-hmm. was he a lawyer? The African American guy. He was going from the White House to the Democrat National Committee, and he talked about the squad. He said these people are crazy. Now he used an expletive. Mm. You remember this? So the people who inside the Democrat Party who are sane, who don't want to see our country just completely and totally overrun with folks we can't take care of, that we're going to be on the taxpayer mm. dole. Criminal activity is going to go up. Smuggling is going to go up. Human trafficking is going to go up. And first, and but first of all, it's just wrong. We have a legal immigration process that people wait in line to get here. And uh, you, and Biden just says no, we're not going to have that anymore. We just want millions of people to flood in, mm-hmm. and I, I do think it's on purpose. Yep, don't you? It is. It, it, it has to be on purpose. Yes, it's well, on purpose. And the ultimate objective for Biden and the Democrats who favor no border is they're 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 taking the long game, and they're saying we're going to get all these people into the U.S. illegally. They have families. And they vote Democrat forever, and uh, because they owe us for letting them in here. Yeah, that's Joe, what Joe Biden during the campaign said. I'm going to invite a surge. You elect me, and I'll invite a surge. But well, he border. also said anybody who comes to the U.S. from other countries, he didn't use the word illegally, but we will pay for your health care. Yeah, yep. So I'm saying people inside the Democrat Party are going to have to stop this. along with the Republicans. We'll be back momentarily. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.